a little sign lit up over my head saying, breathe. A second later, a terrible buzzing sound started, and the sign switched to read, hold your breath. I felt like I was urinating. The imaging tech warned me the fluid they put into my IV would make me feel that way, but promised I was not peeing on a very expensive CT scan machine. The buzzing grew louder, and the automatic bed shifted in and out of the machine, telling me when to breathe. This was the ER in San Jose, California. I had checked in about six hours earlier from abdominal pain, intense abdominal pain, and after asking about my symptoms, the nurse asked the next most important question. Do you have insurance? That question sent me down a rabbit hole of follow-up questions, confusion, and misunderstanding. Welcome to Finding Health, the podcast where we try to understand our health together. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I'll be your host. Let's go get some answers. How does health insurance work in America? As if you were explaining it to a five-year-old. Like, what's the elevator pitch for oh, no way. health insurance? <laughs> That's Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. He's a man of a lot of titles, including chair of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institutes of Health, and he was a special advisor on health policy to the director of the OMB. If there's anyone you can call a health policy expert, he's absolutely on the list. So when he says healthcare is hard to explain, <laughs> you know it's true. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I am none of those things. But I have questions, and as I get answers, we're going to explain healthcare together. What is a deductible? This is Kay from healthcare.gov, or as they call it, the marketplace. I called because I wanted to understand the kind of plans they had to offer and try to understand some of the terms around insurance a little bit better. The deductible is the amount that you pay for covered healthcare services before your health insurance company starts to pay its share. So once you meet your deductible, your insurance company begins to cover some of the costs of your care. Got it. So it's your share to pay before health insurance does anything. And your deductible can be set to just about anything. Some plans have a $300 deductible. Some have a $10,000 deductible. And you pay that amount before your insurance kicks in. So if you have a $10,000 deductible and you get sick, you better be able to fork over the $10,000. Some insurance plans just aren't worth having because you can't do anything with them. Okay, that's interesting. What, why do you say some insurance plans aren't worth having? Because some of them, the deductible is so high, and they don't pay anything until you've met the deductible. Is there a, like, a legal limit on how high a, dedu a deductible can be? Yeah, I wish there was. I think they, There's not, really. I think they need to rein in the, the insurance companies and put a stop to these really high uh, deductibles, but that's my opinion. This seemed wild to me. It turns out that there are no legal limits on how high a deductible can be, at least for private insurers. While there are limits on how high your out-of-pocket maximum can go, that could be your entire deductible. As of recording this episode, the maximum allowed out-of-pocket payment is $15,800 for a family plan. So in theory... An insurer could set your deductible to $15,800 and not pay a penny until you pay all of that. I think Kay has a point, but that sounds like another episode. 
And seeing as there's an election on the horizon, this is all wildly subject to change. Healthcare, including health insurance, will be discussed heavily in the 2020 presidential campaign. That is a hot, hot, hot issue. Until then, we are unlikely to see any major changes. Most of the Democrats that are running for the 2020 presidential nomination support either continuing the ACA or adopting some sort of Medicare for all or universal health care system. In contrast, the Trump administration and the Congressional Republican Party want to repeal or replace the ACA. Let's get back to the basics. Now you know what a deductible is. It's what you pay before your insurance does anything. And here we go. We're going to get complicated. Many plans cover preventative services and sometimes other care before you've met your deductible. Some insurance plans will cover a little bit of your preventative care services before you hit your deductible, and why not? The more preventative care you get, the less likely you are to have a sudden medical problem. It would be like if your car insurance covered a percentage of getting new tires, because they knew you'd be less likely to get in an accident if you had better tires. I think I have a pretty good handle on deductibles. So what about premiums? I hear that all the time. Premiums are going up. Premiums are going down. How does that work with a deductible? The premium does not go towards the deductible. That's the fixed amount that you pay to your insurance plan, usually every month. That's just what you pay to have the insurance plan. Exactly. You pay this even if you don't get medical care that month. Premiums. Got it. The rate you pay to be able to have health insurance whether you use it or not. Now the next question I have. I have to pay a copay every time I go to the doctor. I sort of get that. If the plan says that your, um, like your generic prescriptions are ten dollars, then each time you pick up a prescription, it'd be ten dollars per prescription. And these copays are usually due on the spot. You get your prescription, you pay your copay, and leave. Copays can apply to a variety of services. So you may have a certain copay for an ER visit, or a certain copay for a visit to a chiropractor, or a certain copay for a visit to a primary care doctor. But how is copay different than coinsurance? They're very similar words. I asked Kay. Coinsurance is similar to the copayment, except it's a percentage of cost that you pay. For instance, you may pay 20% of the cost of a $100 medical bill. Okay, great. Once you hit your deductible, that's when coinsurance comes into play. And that's when insurance pays for a percentage of your care that's covered. All right, my head's swimming. Let's stop and break it down using my current health insurance plan as an example. My health insurance plan has a deductible of $450. That means my insurance plan won't pay anything until I pay $450 buckaroos. Once I pay that $450, they'll cover a percentage of my medical bills. That part is called coinsurance. In my case, my plan covers 90% of emergency medical services. I don't have my ER bill yet, but let's say it's $10,000. First, I pay $450. Once I pay $450, my insurance plan will pay 90% of the remaining $9,550, and I'll pay 10%. Also, I've discovered that my insurance plan, just like many insurance plans, will have different coinsurance rates depending on the services covered. 
So while my insurance plan covers 90% of that visit to the ER, they may cover only 25% of another service, or 100% of a different service. Alright, now it's starting to get confusing. I'll admit, at this point, I was pretty lost, and things seemed really complicated. I need someone who will tell it to me straight. Someone who won't tolerate any funny business. Someone who... Someone who... Hmm... My name is Caitlin Donovan. I am the Director of Outreach and Public Affairs for the National Patient Advocate Foundation, along with the Patient Advocate Foundation, which are both national nonprofit organizations dedicated to helping patients get access to care. This is Caitlin Donovan. She's sweet and very witty, and she's a straight shooter. She's going to help me understand this mess. She's known for being a PR rep for a group of nuns, yeah, like Catholic nuns, who were condemned by some in the Vatican for being too radically feminist. (laughs) Yes, I used to work for a group called Network Lobby, which is a Catholic social justice organization run by, the correct term is actually Sisters Religious, but nobody ever says that. We did the first ever Nuns on the Bus tour, which was fairly popular. Sisters Religious you did not want to mess with. That was the campaign. It was pretty crazy. the Vatican, there were people in the Vatican who condemned some of the nuns for being radical feminists. And we uh, wound up on The Daily Show. There were a couple of documentaries. So a very, very cool experience. <laughs> Caitlin helped correct one way that I had been looking at insurance. I think we make a mistake sometimes when we talk about the patient as a consumer, because it kind of implies that we're all operating in this free market economy. And that if we're only just smart consumers, we can make better choices and spend less money. And to a large extent, that's simply not true. Because to make a smart decision before you go into the system, before you start utilizing care, one, you have to know ahead of time that you're going to have to use the system. So even if that's possible and you can plan ahead of time for your care, you can research your hospital of choice, you can research your doctor, A lot of times, even if you do all of your due diligence, you're still not going to be able to predict what your care is going to cost. You may wind up in an in-network hospital and being served by an out-of-network physician, for instance, if you go into surgery. You may wind up being charged an extravagant facility fee at a hospital that's in network that you still hadn't predicted. Or you may end up getting balanced billed. You never really can honestly predict something. And there's been some moves towards transparency. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Did I hear that right? You can go to a hospital that is in network with your insurance plan and accidentally be served by an out-of-network physician? Well, that shoots a hole in my car metaphor from earlier. Now it's like you're going to buy a car and you don't get to see what kind of car you're buying or who is selling it to you which sounds exactly like the wrong way to buy a car. How is that possible? (laughs) Well, because you have the hospital itself, that facility, think of it as the building, is in-network, and then they contract all their doctors. So the doctors have their own contracts with insurers, and this isn't true for every doctor, but especially in the emergency department, you might find that. Really? Yeah. you can. In fact, there are some hospitals who want to be horrified There are some hospitals that if you go into a hospital, you have a baby in the hospital, that's in network, it's in network for you. Maybe your gynecologist, whoever delivers the baby, is in network. But then say your baby is born 
two weeks early. And they just for safety want the baby in the NICU, the intensive care unit for neonatal. They might be contracted out to an outside provider and they might be out of network. So (laughs) we've had patients who come to us and have this $24,000 NICU out of network charge and they're trying to figure it out. In the meantime, they this one woman, the $24,000 bill, she had uh, preemie twins. She's dealing with that along with this ridiculous charge. And there's no way you can account for that. And I know that because I got obsessed about that particular case and called around to all our local hospitals and asked all of them if their NICUs were part of their hospital or if they were contracted out. And no one could even tell me. All right. It's official. I've decided we're going to have to do a whole episode on hospital billing. But circling back to insurance, I've now developed a new fear. Even though I'm lucky enough to have great insurance, any visit to the hospital could bankrupt me. So I'm starting to doubt the world of health insurance. I'm torn between trying to have the best plan I can afford to keep my expenses down so that one of these surprise bills is doable and just giving up. After the break, I get my hospital bill for my visit to the ER. This week's episode of Finding Health is made possible by you, the listeners. Finding Health is a product of the Renee C. Frink Society, a nonprofit organization. So we rely on donations from listeners to keep our show on the air and our programs running. If you'd like to join our family of supporters, visit www.reneecfrink.org. This week's show is also brought to you by Advance Auto Parts. For 75 years, Advance Auto Parts has helped a nation of DIYers fix their vehicles. They are the source for quality auto parts, advice, and accessories. When you do it yourself, you want the best parts at the best prices. And just for our listeners, you can save 20% off your first order at advanceautooffer.com slash findinghealth. Enter promo code AAP20CAST at checkout. That's advanceautooffer.com slash findinghealth, promo code AAP20CAST. We're back. Okay, so uh, I've just got my bill from the ER in San Jose, and since we're all learning together, I'm going to open it with you. Are you holding your breath? (laughs) I am. This could be like six figures. (laughs) Aetna emailed me the notification that my claim was ready, so I'm going to log in to their online portal and uh, hang on. Oh, wrong password. Okay, just a second. Here we go. Yep, online portal, we're in. All right, let me tell you what I'm seeing. I've got a manage tab, a pharmacy tab, a stay healthy tab, and a find care tab. A little lower on the page, I can view my insurance ID card. And here, about halfway down the page is Brandon's spending summary. It's a nice little graph showing that I've met my deductible. That's a good thing. And a graph showing how close I am to my out-of-pocket maximum. But I'm looking for claims. Let's see. Ah, here. A little bit lower on the page are my claims. And there's a ton. 
Look at this. I've got five claims for one ER visit. Five different claims for one visit to the ER. Maybe each provider billed insurance separately? Hmm. I was in the ER for like 15 hours. Okay, let's look at the numbers. So, let's see. I've got three sections. A provider billed, a plan paid, and a you may owe. So if I add up all five provider billed, the grand total is $10,769. Okay. Great. Let's hope that's not what I have to pay. So uh, I'm not sure what the Your Plan Paid column is. It reads zero on like the home screen, but when I click on each claim at a time, it shows that they paid the provider. So maybe it's a technical glitch. I don't know. But uh, let's add up the important column, the you may owe. Okay. Grand total I owe for 12 hours, well, 15 hours in the ER in San Jose, California. $880 and change. Not too bad. Is it better to... To, to just have insurance, even, even if it is something that has a really high deductible and a really low premium than it is to just go without insurance if you're a young, generally healthy person? Well, the only time that that um, deductible is going to come into play is, like, if you have to go to the hospital, and we all know how much it costs to go to the hospital, you know, just to get an aspirin there. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's going to be expensive, so they would use that deductible towards your hospital bill or your emergency room. And then, and then you'd have a percentage uh, after that. So is it worth the risk, you think? Probably not. Mm, well, there is no penalty anymore for not having coverage. Kay's point here is simple. If you're generally healthy and young, you may be tempted to go without insurance. If you do risk that and something happens to your health that is major, you could very easily be looking down a $800,000 hospital bill. However, if you get any insurance plan, even a crappy one, that could bring the bill down significantly. If you get a crappy plan with a $10,000 deductible and you can't pay it, you may be facing bankruptcy anyway, so why bother? Well, that's a fair question. Kay brings up an interesting point. Now, there's no penalty for not having health insurance, so it can save you money to ditch health insurance. But there is a catch to this. If you go without health insurance, you're going to be less inclined to obtain preventative care services for your health, meaning you're more likely to get majorly sick. Let's go back to my car metaphor. If you stop replacing your oil, eventually you have to replace the whole engine, so it's smarter to replace the oil regularly. That means that it, you should get insurance if you can afford it, and you should Use as many services as your insurance covers as often as you can. Because you can get a new car engine, but you can't get a new you. Now that you know these key terms, you'll be better equipped to navigate your selection of health insurance plans and understand how to use their services. And it's pop quiz time! What did we learn today, kids? Okay, my game show host impression is not very good. We learned that it's important to have health insurance, 
but it's even more important to understand some of the key terms to help you navigate health insurance to get the best deal for you. Ready? Deductible. That's how much I pay for my health care before my insurance helps me out. Premium. The amount I pay just to have health insurance. It does not go towards my deductible. Copayment. The amount I pay each time I use a service. It's my skin in the game. It may go towards my deductible, but will also likely continue after I've met my deductible. Out-of-pocket maximum. The total sum I have to pay before insurance covers my care at 100% of the cost, minus the copayment in some cases. Coinsurance. The percentage of cost my insurance plan pays before I hit my out-of-pocket maximum. This can also vary by service. Now you've got some tools to get your own health insurance plan and to navigate it so you can actually use it. So friends, go out and find help. Finding Healthcare is a production from the Renee C. Frank Society. It was executive produced by me, Brandon Stewart, and this episode was also produced by Mark Reese. Fact-checking and research by Megan Crutchfield, MPH. We're edited and mixed by Benji Block. Thanks to Caitlin Donovan for talking to us today. You can learn more about the National Patient Advocate Foundation at npaf.org. And you can learn more about the Renee C. Frank Society at www.reneecfrank.org. <laughs>